Hi everyone, this is Maryam from the Nourishers. First, I want to thank you all for joining us today. And before we start, I'd like to give a brief about the Nourishers. Basically, it's an online platform specialized in providing all lifestyle and well-being related services like mental, physical, spiritual, and more. So you could visit our website to choose from wide range of services that will help you reach your goals with the assistance of the right experts. All right, so today's session is about the psychology of eating with Hanin Al-Qatarji, an eating psychology coach from the Nourishers. If anyone wants to participate, you could, just, you could just raise your hands and open your mic or type in your questions in the chat box. Thank you, Hanin, for being with us. And please introduce yourself. Thank you. Okay, hello everyone. Thank you, Mayam, uh, for hosting this today. And thank you, of course, for the nourishers for always being uh, the supportive community that we all need these days. Uh, I am so grateful beyond being grateful for being a part of this community, uh, surrounded by empowering people and always striving to make, make life and make this world a better place. Uh, I'm so honored to be a part uh, of the tribe. Um, today we'll be talking about uh, eating psychology. I'll start with introducing my, myself and then I will be moving on to like having a conversation with you about what is eating psychology. I don't want it to sound like a lecture. I, I would love to uh, for you to jump in whenever you feel like you want to add in or ask a question or give an opinion or an, uh, an experience of your own. Uh, okay. I am Hanin Al-Qatarjin. I am Lebanese living in Turkey. I, we moved here since I think 10, 10 months ago, not a long while ago. Uh, I have two daughters, Lana and Talia. Uh, they are special human beings, like any mom would say. Her kids are always special. Um, what else? I studied, uh, uh, I, I hold a BA in education for elementary. I never really worked as like a, a corporate like job. I, I did not go for schools and teach because for me, I discovered while I was studying that it definitely was not what I want to do in life. It wasn't my passion. Um, and of course, we know these days that uh, you studied, you need to go work with, 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 what, with the education you had. So I was brave enough to defy all that. And I was in search to know what was truly my passion. Why am I here on earth? What is, what is the message I am here to deliver? What is the message? What is my message? So I did a couple of things here and there before I reached what I, what I do now. And uh, I, by mistake, I stumbled, uh, I don't know how to say it, stumbled with, uh, stumbled why, I don't know. So I came across the Institute for the Psychology of Eating because I used to have my own challenges with eating food and all that. Um, I, used to, uh, I, uh, I used to suffer from emotional eating, binge eating. Uh, I had issues with my body image and all that. And I used to jump from one diet to the other, like many, many women in our community and many people in general, not only women. So I was typing like, I want a diet that in a way that caters for my emotional needs. So here I 
I stumbled across, ah, stumbled across uh, eating psychology. And then I did my own work on myself. And then I discovered that this is huge and no one knows about it, especially in our community. Okay, fine. The, the majority uh, does not know about this. So I then start, when I was working on myself, I started like sharing with other people what I was doing. And a lot of them were like, oh, this is silly. This doesn't work. It is just stupid. Sorry for this word. But surprisingly, some people were like, oh my God, please tell me more. What is this thing you are working on? What is this you are doing? So as I shared with people who were open to this thing, this eating psychology thing, I felt more empowered and I felt like, yes, I need to talk about this more. I need to share about this more. So here is where it just clicked that my passion is guiding people and helping them with their own challenges. And for now, for, for these couple of years, it is going to happen through eating psychology. I don't know how it's gonna happen later on with, I don't know, another thing maybe, but my passion is helping and guiding people. So here I am. Uh, I, uh, I graduated from the, eating, from the Institute for the Eating Psychology back in December, 2020. I am a coach. Uh, the Eating Psychology, the Institute for the Eating Psychology regulated by Colorado University, uh, Department of Higher Education, Division of Private uh, Occupational School Board. And it is uh, founded by Mark David. So yes, this is me. Uh, and we're here today to talk about eating psychology. Okay, I wanna ask you guys, have you ever come across eating psychology or do you know anything about it? Or have you heard an expert talk about it? Or did you like take a course on it or anything? Do you have any experience or any knowledge about eating psychology? Uh, you, you can just unmute yourself and talk. You can write in the chat box. Okay, Marianne says no. Okay. Do you think eating psychologists are nutritionists or dietitians? It's a yes or no question. So if it's a yes, write, uh, type yes, or you can just unmute yourself and say yes. Okay. Farah says no. Okay. Do you think to be able to practice eating psychology, we need to be, we need to hold on. Can you repeat, please? Yes. So do you think eating psychology coaches are nutritionists or dietitians, or they do the same thing as nutritionists, uh, what nutritionists and dietitians do? No. Okay. Do you think eating psychology is about uh, eating disorders? Partly. Okay. Sometimes could be. Okay. So let's begin with the first question, which is do eating psychology coaches, are psychology eating coaches, uh, uh, nutritionists or dietitians? So the answer is yes and no. Some people do hold a degree in education. As, uh, sorry, I hold a degree in education. Hold a degree in uh, diet, um, registered as uh, nutritionists or dietitians, and they went for the eating psychology certification. But many of us ha do not have uh, any degree in nutrition. 
And I am one of those people. I only I am only certified with uh, the eating uh, coaching thing, the eating psychology thing. So no, and do we do what nutritionists and dietitians do? No, I will explain later on what do we actually do and what is eating psychology. As for is eating psychology about eating disorders and all that, again, it depends. So if the coach is an expert in uh, eating disorders, then yes, they do combine both worlds. Personally, I do not take in one-on-one uh, -on -one coaches, one-on-one uh, -on -one, uh, clients who have eating disorders because I don't feel it is fair for them to, because I don't have enough expertise in this area. So I just wanna make sure that in eating psychology, it's not only for uh, eating disorders. It can be if, is, if the specialist or the expert is an, uh, um, is an expert in or holds a degree in uh, eating disorders. Okay. What is eating psychology of eating? So let me like uh, zoom out a little bit and look at how the health and wellness wellness sector looks like the in the past couple of uh, in the past couple of generations. Okay, so we see a lot of people going for the diets, for changing their bodies, for um, doing this diet plan, listening, going to that expert and doing that. So the way the industry or the health and sector, uh, the health and wellness sector is approaching food, body, uh, eating is very uh, to be honest, an outdated approach, because now we are in a in a time where we have tried so many things. Personally, I have I I've been, I've gone in 15 years of trying to change my body, trying to eat healthy and try to stay away from this type of food and that, uh, reaching my ideal weight, and it never worked. I've tried so many diets and it didn't work for me. I've tried so many um, workout routines, cardio, strength, and all that, it did not work for me. And it, it left, most, most of the time, it left me frustrated and angry at myself because I couldn't uh, push through. I'm not saying that all these things are wrong, but what I'm saying is that it did not serve me. So the way the health and wellness sector is too much focusing on the uh, all size fits all. Like this diet plan works for all people. No, this diet plan works for all people. Uh, do these couple of moves and you will lose this much amount of weight. Use this tea bag three times, uh, three times a week and you, or three times a day and you will lose this amount of calories, uh, weight and so on. So the eating psychology is a new approach to health, to the health and wellness sector. Yes, we do integrate science we do um, we do believe in science in the evidence that is out there but we integrated with the mind and body approach and life and uh, personal experiences so it's in eating psychology it's not only about what you eat how much you eat uh, what quantity you need to eat to maintain this weight or to lose this amount of weight. What we do in eating psychology is yes, we take into consideration the what 
to eat, when to eat, how much to eat, but we also incorporate it with why are we eating? How do we eat? Who we are as eaters? And when I, when I, when I talk about what we eat and how much we eat, there is also a shift in that. In the eating psychology, we don't give out diet plans. Eating psychology is not something that would give a diet. Eating psychology co coach, if they are uh, abiding by the, the whole thing, they would not give a diet plan because we believe that each body, that each person have, has their own individuality, has their own needs. Their body is different than the other person. And we, we've, we've heard it so many times in our society, like we, we, we might hear someone say, okay, I eat the exact same amount of food, the exact same things, that, the exact same food as this person. Okay, she lost weight, but I did not. So this proves that each person is unique. And when I come and, and tell you, okay, eat this, eat that at this time, at this, uh, because based on science, they tried it on this number of people and it worked, then I am detaching you from your own body and from what your body needs at each moment of the day. We will talk a little bit more about that. Um, so it's a fresh new upgrade to health and wellness, as I said, incorporating not only the nutrition aspect, but also the, uh, the life experiences, what the body needs, uh, what we are passing through as humans in the different seasons of our lives. Is this clear? Do anyone have any questions so far? You can jump right in and ask your questions. Okay. When I say eating psychology, and let's assume a client called me and wanted to book her one-on-one -on -one sessions, okay? A bundle of sessions. What do you think we actually work on in our sessions? What goes on in our sessions? What do we focus on? The emotional side of eating, his or her uh, lifestyle, yes. We do, we do uh, take into consideration both. So what we do in eating in our sessions, or if someone dived into the eating psychology, what we do is we take the eating food or body challenge, and then we work on that. So for example, a person would come to me and say, okay, I am and I eat emotionally three times, three times a week, five times a week. So we work on that. So we work on, yes, the emotional side of eating. Why am I approaching food? Why do I create the same things over and over again when I know I do not need them? When I know I had enough food uh, today? Um, you do food questionnaire. So this is very interesting. I do, um, we call it uh, intake. So uh, dietary intake. What we do with dietary intake is, yes, I ask my clients, what do you eat? When do you eat? Uh, and like, what time do you eat? What time do you have breakfast? Okay, what do you exactly have? But the thing is, and I always explain it to my clients, the thing is, I am not taking the information 
to tell you, okay, add this, remove this, no carbs, no, I don't know what, no, uh, change the time, too much caffeine, I don't do that. What I do, oh, okay, what I do is I take all of these information to see where, where are the areas we need to work on other than eat this and eat that. Sometimes the, the person is under eating. That's why they have cravings at times. So all of this uh, it becomes clear from the dietary intake. 24 hour uh, recall, you mean? Uh, like what, what they have, what did they eat in 24 hours? Is that your question? Yes, so it is plus minus. Uh, we, it's not like, okay, on Monday, what did you have? Just uh, tell me what you did. On Tuesday, on Wednesday, we talk like in general, what do you eat in general? And then do you have the same things on your weekends or uh, versus your weekdays? Uh, how many times do you, uh, for example, overeat? How times per week do you binge? How times per week do you emotionally eat? So with these questions, we get to know where are we, where, where is the eating challenge? So some people would come with weight issues. And I always make it clear to clients, I'm not here to help you lose the weight. I'm here to help you with your weight issues. Why? Because when I tell them I'm here, so in eating psychology, we do not focus on losing weight because sometimes the, 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 the person puts an ideal number in their head when their body is not capable to reach that place. So some people, for example, would want to reach, let's say 55 kilos, okay? But their biological weight is far from that maybe their biological weight is 60 kilos or it's a range actually 60 to 62 kilos for, for example so in eating psychology we do not focus on the end result and that is weight loss we focus on the whole journey we speak about emotions we work on emotional eating we work on mindful eating uh mind yes mindful more uh we work on uh, macronutrient balance we work on high quality food and all that when we when the client works with all that eventually if there is a potential for the body to shed weight to shed some kilos it will by itself but if i come and tell you yes uh, eating psychology guarantees that you're gonna lose five kilos i would be i would be fooling you so that's not, plus when we focus on the end result the whole journey is useless because i only want that Okay, I worked on my emotions. I'm not uh, craving foods that much. Um, I love my body and all that, but oh, I did not lose those 10 kilos that I wanted to lose. Oh, then I, um, then I erased everything I did and then I go back to the old habits of how I used to, to eat and uh, how I think about myself and all that. So uh, I'll, uh, so some of the challenges we work on in eating psychology are, as I said, binge eating, emotional eating, overeating or undereating, weight issues, fear of food, yo-yo dieting, restriction, uh, weight fluctuation, body image, to count a few. Have you ever like felt that you have one of these challenges that I have just mentioned? If you feel comfortable, do share it. Of course, you will benefit more if I do. Okay. So 
what we do in eating psychology is not we fight the weight or we attack the weight or uh, we hate ourselves for binge eating or we just want to get rid of this emotional eating thing. What we do in eating psychology is that we try to understand why the challenge is there from the first place. What is it trying to tell me? For example, I'll give you a couple of examples. Emotional eating. Why am I emotionally eating? What, why is it here? What is it trying to tell me? So if I want to look at it from the diet culture uh, aspect, I would look at it, oh my God, I am emotionally eating. I want to get rid of it. I just, I don't, I, I don't want it to exist. So here I would go restrict uh, or I wouldn't buy this thing um, that I am uh, eating. For example, I emotionally eat when I am angry. And what I do uh, grab is, for example, chocolate. Okay, so I will not buy chocolate anymore. I will not have this. I will not have that so that I will not emotionally eat. So I am fighting it. I am uh, restricting myself from, a lot, from eating that thing. And what happens is that the emotional eating only worsens because I am not giving myself this pleasure. So do I actually go and eat whatever I want? No. In eating psychology, what we do, the approach we take or, or the approach we implement with, for example, eating emotion, uh, emotional eating is that we try to understand why it's here. So, okay. Why is it here? We bring awareness to that, to the fact that we are emotionally eating. Uh, okay, so I am emotionally eating because I'm angry most of the time. When I feel angry or when I feel frustrated or when I feel uh, down or when I have nothing to do, I'm bored or when I feel low energy, blah, blah, blah. I go and grab this thing. I go and grab this chocolate bar. I go and grab this um, bag of chips, blah, blah, blah. You name it. So what happens? Okay, I bring awareness to the fact that Okay, I am eating this, but I'm not actually hungry. Okay, why am I eating this? Oh, it's because of this emotion. Okay, so I am angry. What can I do about this feeling? Oh, the emotional eating is here to tell me that I have, for example, this anger emotion that I am not dealing with. I am not allowing it to be expressed. For example, maybe every time I fight with my partner, I go and grab this uh, chocolate bar thing. Okay, so instead of fighting the chocolate bar, if I want to restrict myself and this, I just want to get rid of the emotional eating thing, I will not buy the chocolate bar anymore, blah, blah, blah. How am I serving myself? So instead, I study, I observe my pattern, and then I acknowledge that, oh, every time I am approaching a chocolate bar, it's because I just had a very big argument with my husband or with my wife. I, I wasn't, I did not feel that he or she heard me. Okay, so instead of going for the food comfort, I would shift my direction and go work on that. I work on the relationship instead of uh, fighting the emotional eating. So again, emotional eating, weight, all these things, all these challenges are here to direct us, are here, are here to guide us to actually work on what is triggering the challenge and not fighting it because if I fight it, it, all, it will only get worse and I wouldn't be actually working on uh, the actual uh, trigger that, uh, that uh, made me go and have this challenge. Is eating psych uh, psychology a part of health coaching? 
I don't know which is the bigger umbrella, to be honest. Is it health coaching or is it eating psychology? I think health coach, the health department, the health sector, I guess. So some eating psychologists would would say that they are health coaches or health and wellness coaches. But it, I think if you went for health coaching certificate, you're not into eating psychology. So that is a completely different uh, training and different certification. Uh, I think, I'm not sure, correct me if I'm wrong. In health coaching, they, they focus more on the nutrition aspect. In eating psychology, we incorporate nutrition and the other elements that I just explained, the body needs, the life things, the skills, the uh, experiences and all that. I'm suffering with my body image, restriction and fear of eating, which caused an eating disorder and weight loss. And I'm so uh, scared of eating or increasing calories and uh, always pushing my body with over-exercising. Yes. So thank you, first of all, for opening up and sharing with us. It's never easy to just put ourselves out there and to see it. Many people would just hide it, especially eating disorders would hide it, would hide behind uh, the, the, the eating disorder itself. Um, what we can do, I always advise when, when there is an eating disorder, uh, when there is an eating disorder, it's always better to go and seek professional help because we are talking on many, many different levels here. And advice would be to watch your thinking pattern when it comes to your body. And I just want to just say it out loud, there is, as I, as, as I was saying earlier, there is no one size fits all. And it, it doesn't only apply with diets. It's not only for diets, no. There is not, no one diet that applies to all human beings. The same and body shape. There is no one body shape that all women out there should look like this, this body. Because if it was meant for all of us to have the same shape, we would have born, all of us, we would have born in the same shape. But why would I want to change and shift my body to be in a particular size or in a particular shape when it's not meant for it to be? Maybe it is weight loss or weight gain, or maybe it's like a specific area in the body that is um, for people. Uh, for example, bigger hips than other people and so on. So again, watch the thought pattern when it comes to uh, identifying yourself. When are you having or when are you uh, restricting yourself? Look at the thought patterns. Why are you restricting? What are you thinking? And of course, go seek professional help. Because honestly, no one, no one is meant to suffer alone, to be honest. We all need to vent out. We all need to seek help. We all need for a certain period of time. It's, it's not like the whole, the whole journey, we need to approach people, approach professionals. Uh, it seems to be health coaching. Yeah, the eating psychology you mean, Farah? Yeah, okay. Um, okay, any questions so far? Okay. Uh, so in eating psychology, as I said, we do not work, work on fighting, pushing, resisting, ignoring, hating, shaming, the challenge 
ourselves, our body, our, our eating behavior or other people for doing that. But on the contrary, we accept, we appreciate, we embrace, we try to understand. We, it's, it's like we are removing the set of glasses that are judgmental and fighting and all that. And we are putting a new set of glasses that are more of a compassionate, uh, that have more that has more compassionate um, uh, spirit into what we pass through as human beings. Okay. Um, 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 uh, do, are you guys familiar with the feminine approach versus to maybe health and wellness or to life in general? Farah is saying no. <laughs> okay. I will quickly explain it and then uh, I'll show you how it is related to eating psychology. So, uh, Maria says no. Uh, masculine energy and masculine approach to health and wellness looks like dieting, looks like rigid workout routines, looks like if you're not on a diet, then you are off a diet. If you do not fit this size, then you are not good enough. Uh, a masculine approach would also look, uh, look like calories in equals calories out. Okay, your metabolism is, uh, burns this much. You need to eat less than what, what you burn so that you can lose weight. Uh, masculine energy is all about the ideal weight, the, where you're supposed to be, wh what your BMI should look like, and all these things. A disclaimer, there is nothing wrong with, with masculine approach. But when it comes to health and wellness, we need to incorporate both approaches. The feminine approach is more of a understanding thing, is more of a incorporating different aspects of uh, into my life so that I can have a win with my body issues. A feminine approach would be, okay, as I said earlier, okay, I have emotional eating. I need to understand it. I need to embrace it. I need to learn from it and all that. So we pivot from the scientific aspect of the health and wellness into the more compassionate, more understanding, more uh, self-inquiry, more um, being gentle and kind to ourselves, failing and then standing up again. I gained weight. Okay, fine. It's not the end of the world. I'm not saying that again. I'm not saying that the masculine approach is wrong. A lot of people, a, a lot of people do need the masculine approach. This is how their body is uh, um, this is what athletes needs to be uh, on top of their health because that's their job. That's what they do. But on the contrary, if a diet plan is not serving me again and again and again, over and over again, I am in the masculine. So I need to shift into the feminine. I need to understand why isn't it working? What, do my, what does my body actually need? What is it that I need to change? What lifestyle I need to incorporate that is not in the all size fits all um, uh, domain? It, it is a spectrum. It is the, the feminine approach is a spectrum. It's like I'm either healthy or I'm not healthy. It's either I'm eating healthy or I'm, I'm eating not healthy. This is the masculine approach. But when it comes to eating psychology, we don't go for 100% healthy food. On top of that, we don't call food healthier or not. I will be talking about this uh, in a bit. So we look 
into it as a wave. Eating psychology, our body, our health, it's a wave. We need to understand that in different times, in different seasons of our lives, our bodies need different things. When I do this diet plan, when I restrict myself to eating only this at only that time, using only this much uh, quantity and all that, I am not allowing my, my body to, to live the flow of what it is meant to have. For example, before my period, during my period, after my period, I need to be eating the same things, uh, same quantity, same amount, same types and all that. But when it comes to what my body needs before my period, my body needs different needs when it, when it what, from what it wants during my period and after my period. When I moved to Turkey, what my body needed was totally different than what it needed when I was back in Lebanon. Not because my body is wrong or there's something wrong with me, but because this is the body, it is not a machine. Just like they tell us, like calories in, calories out, eat this much, don't eat that much. Work out 30 minutes. The last five minutes are the ones that count and burn the most calories. Maybe it is scientifically proven, but for me, working out 30 minutes cardio is, my body cannot handle it. That is me. Maybe Farah has a different story. So again, Shifting to the feminine, each body has different needs from other people, and each body has different needs at different times of the month and at different seasons of life. Um, so eating psychology seems to be a feminine approach. Yes, it is more of a feminine approach. It is not like the, we don't see the world or we don't see people or we don't see approaches as 100% this or 100% that. Again, this is masculine. So eating psychology is a blend of both worlds. It is a masculine approach incorporated with a feminine approach. Um, you know, as a PT, they teach us the calorie in equals calorie out equation. It really needs to be revised to account to the whole health coach bio-individuality. Uh, bio yes, because first of all, the concept of calories is an estimated thing. It is not like, okay, this, uh, I don't have any food. This apple is like five, 50 calories. Okay, based on what? Based on experimentations and based on a man-made thing. It is around 50 calories. This is the first thing. The second thing, talking about calories in equals calories out. When I am eating the same meal, let's say I am eating a 500 calorie meal. Again, it's an estimate because we cannot really know how much uh, a food can 100% uh, is 100% how many calories it has. So when I am eating a 500 calorie meal, if I am eating it in a stressed state, if I am eating it in a mindless state, if I am eating it when I am not present while I'm eating, if I'm eating it just because it's healthy and it doesn't really have any taste, it doesn't give me pleasure, versus I am eating it because it, it nourishes me, because it feels so good in my body. I'm all in, I am 100% there, I am focused, I am relaxed, I'm enjoying. See those two scenarios, my body is going to uh, digest it, is going to assimilate the nutrients, is going to burn the calories, is going to burn the fats, all of these things in a completely different way. And that all, all goes back to how our brain functions. So when we are in 
at the stress state, the absence state, and all that, our brain doesn't recognize that we are eating. Our brain is, uh, is, a, is a very old thing, you can say. It is very primitive. So if I am on my phone and I'm eating at the same time, so it is focusing on what I'm doing. I am on the phone. So my brain is like ordering me, okay, go left, go right, write a text here, no, 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 and I'm eating. So it is not focusing on the food. So again, it will not give the order, for example, to uh, secrete this hormone, do this, do that. It will also, it will not receive the fullness cues that, hello, you are full, you don't need to eat anymore, blah, blah, blah. So what was, what was the question? Yes, the calories in, calories out. It is an outdated and it needs re to be revised. Okay. Um, I wrote a lot of things in here. I don't think I'm gonna be able to cover all of them. Okay, one thing I would like to say. Yes, Maria, we totally agree, I'm so happy. Um, when it comes to deciding on what you wanna eat, let, tell me, how do you decide what to eat or how much to eat? How do you decide? Okay, when, when it's okay. Uh, when you want to eat, okay, or when you want to grab the thing and eat it, how do you decide that this is what I wanna eat and this is the quantity that, that I want to eat. For example, I want to eat one sandwich. Let's, let's assume I want cheese sandwich. How do I decide that this is what I want? Yes, beautiful. Okay, based on how hungry I am, plus my mood usually when I am in a bad mood, I eat a lot. Uh, someone else said, uh, like I don't have set meals. Okay, so here, here in eating psychology, we do not decide on what we're gonna eat, how much we're gonna eat with our mind. Here we use our body to tell us what to eat, when to eat, how to eat, and all that. And it's very similar to uh, Farah when she said intuitive eating. Yes, so when I am deciding on what to eat, how much to eat, and all that, most of the time when I'm using my mind to decide, most of the time it is driven by fear, by fear of, for example, calories, by fear of, uh, the type of food, oh, I'm not supposed to be eating sugar and chocolate and uh, chips and all that. To decide, it is a long process. It's not like, oh, okay, I know, uh, I need to try and it's like a trial and error. It's like experimenting to trust that our body can tell us, can tell us all these things. Our body has enough wisdom to tell us what to eat, when to eat, how much to eat and all that. It is very similar to uh, uh, it is very evident in babies. So when a baby cries, it means he wants food. When a, when a baby spits the nipple or the uh, milk bottle, it means he's full. So it's not like he's deciding, okay, now I'm full. No, his body is telling him, his body is sending the signals that, hello, you, you're full. And if you force him to eat more, he will spit, spit the extra out. And maybe sometimes you would spit everything he drank out. So this proves that the body has the wisdom, the body has enough wisdom to tell us when to eat, how much to eat and all that. So in eating psychology, we use an, the uh, observer uh, mindset or we are observers rather than the judges of all of that, what to eat, when to eat and all of that. So we don't allow, we don't, uh, we try our best not to judge our, the food. It's like, oh, this is good for me, this is bad for me. Or for example, I don't judge myself for 
eating this uh, chocolate bar or for overeating or for gaining weight. It's not like uh, uh, the self-attack we do. On, on the opposite, what we do is we observe. So I observe how this food feels in my body. And then I know if it is serving me or not. And then I know if it is good for me or not. I also observe my own thoughts. So what thoughts am I having when I'm eating? Oh, I'm not supposed to be eating this. Oh, it's very late at night. What would my dietitian say? Oh, I ate uh, uh, 500 calories extra today and all that. So I am judging myself. I'm judging the food. I'm judging the eating experience altogether. So in eating psychology, we are, observe we are observing. We are experimenting with food, with our body, with what it needs, with our own emotions and with our uh, own needs as human beings, not only when it comes to food. Uh, do, you do you have any questions, you guys? Okay, one thing I would love to make clear is that in eating psychology, we do not label food as good or bad, as this is good for you, this is bad for you, or this is healthy, this is unhealthy. For like salads, uh, um, low fat, blah, 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 all these are healthy, but on the other hand, uh, fat, uh, carbs, gluten, sugar, sugary foods, processed food, these are all unhealthy. In eating psychology, we view food as just food. Food is neutral. But we are the ones who are putting the label on it. What do matters is the quantity and the dose. And why are we eating this? Why are we approaching this particular type of food every time? For example, chocolate or uh, or chips or something. Why? Because when I label food as good or bad, so when I'm eating the good food, woo, I'm very happy, I'm successful, I'm the best person on earth, I am super glad and all that. But when I'm eating the supposedly bad food, oh my God, what the hell am I doing? I have no willpower, I am weak, uh, I am stupid. Um, I, I always do the wrong things. I don't deserve love, blah, blah, blah. So see how our mind changes from when we are uh, viewing food as good or bad or as healthy and unhealthy. It's not like I'm not telling you go and eat whatever you want. This is the misconception a lot of people have. But again, being the observer of why am I approaching this food? Why am I eating this? How does this food make me feel? Does it make, is it good for me? Is it serving me well? Is it giving me enough energy to uh, do all the things that I wanna do during the day? And so on. So it is a journey. Our eating challenges, our weight issues and all that, it is a journey. If I have excess weight, I, do, I don't just wanna jump into losing the weight like diets promise us. Okay, do this diet for three, for three months and then you will lose 10 kilos, 20 kilos, 30 kilos. Okay, but again, why do I want to lose the weight? Why is it here from the first place? It's not like, okay, accept it and do nothing about it. No, accept that it, that it is here and then try to understand and try to um, learn why is it here? Why is the excess weight here? What is it trying to tell you? Is it trying to tell you, okay, you are in the wrong uh, work, work field? Or is it trying to tell you that, okay, you are in a very toxic relationship, you need to get out of it? Is it trying to tell you that um, uh, the environment you are living in is not serving you, is not, um, uh, is not allowing you to spread your wings and to, to be who, whom you ever you want to be? Is it trying to tell you that 
uh, your lifestyle is uh, very, for example, is uh, destroying your health? Is it trying to tell you that you give too much to other people, but you don't give yourself? When it comes to your own health, okay, you do whatever it is, but for your kids, you do the best thing ever and so on. So the eating challenges are there. It is a journey. We need to hop on the journey and we need to appreciate the whole thing. It's not like I only want the end result. Yes, the end result is inevitable. It, it will, we will be there, but the journey itself is what counts because along the journey, we are learn, learning so much about, about who we are. We are learning so much about ourselves and we're not only changing the challenge, the eating challenge, the food challenge, but, but we, we're also changing our mindset. We are also changing our life circumstances. We are also changing our relationships. We are also changing how we view ourselves and how and we learn how to unconditionally accept who we are. Any questions? Any insights? Any uh, if you want to jump in and say something? Yes, Mariam, go ahead. Um, thank you so much, Hani, for the valuable information. Um, can you please talk about um, controlling? Like as I, I think I mentioned that. Um, I lose control when, I, when I'm under stress, especially when I'm studying. Can you talk about this? Like how do we control our eating habits, especially when we are stressed or under pressure? Yes. So how many times does it happen with you? For, for example, in a week? Uh, it's only when I have final exams. Hmm. Okay. So when we approach food because we are stressed, what your body is it is trying to adapt to the stress, okay? So approaching food is only a coping mechanism to the stress. So some people would go for eating, some people would go, go for sleeping, some pe extra sleeping. Some people would go for, uh, I don't know, wasting time. Some people would go for, uh, some people would like work, suddenly they have so much energy and they start working in the house and cleaning this and cleaning that and they usually don't have that energy but only because they are stressed this is how they express it so most people ap approach food when they are stressed because they're according to their brain stress uh, food equals pleasure food equals relaxation food equals nourishment and therefore i am stressed I need to relax. I need to feel pleasure. Oh, I know food. So the thing about food it, is that it gives temporary pleasure. It, it gives short-term uh, satisfaction, short-term relaxation, because when you eat it, you feel, oh, wow, it, it's really good. And then, okay, the experience ended and I'm still worried and stressed about this exam. So that's why we approach food. So here I would say, it's not about controlling my eating habits. It's more of understanding and tuning into it when it's actually happening, okay? So for example, tomorrow is my final. I need to study this and that. I am very tense. Uh, I, I think I, I'm not gonna finish on time. I won't do good, blah, blah, blah. So here I run into the kitchen. I grab this, I grab that, and I start eating. I am very mindlessly eating and all that. So what you can do, is catch yourself approaching food. Catching yourself in the moment of, oh, I need to eat. I know it's not easy. I know it is not always 
easy to stop yourself when you just don't want to continue eating. But with practice, you will reach there. So I need to bring awareness. Oh, I am approaching food because I'm stressed. So I do the link instead of, oh my God, every time this happens, I'm such a loser. I have no willpower, blah, blah, blah. I'm running away from studying. Oh, no, no. So this is the process. So, uh, okay, what's happening? Hello? Am I really hungry? No. Okay, why am I approaching food? Oh, it's because I'm stressed. Then here, I take a couple of deep breaths. I check in with my emotion. Okay, I'm stressed. I am worried. Okay, why am I worried? Because I don't have enough time. Maybe I'll fail. Okay, so this is why I'm approaching food. It's not because I'm hungry. Okay, so maybe here I can do a couple of breathing techniques. Maybe I can uh, go outside. Maybe I can do something that is not food related that will help me lessen the stress so that I can actually sit and focus while studying. Sometimes we still choose to have that food and that's okay. But an element that I would add to that is to mindfully eat it. Because when you do mindfully eat it, you will know how much you need to eat and you will know when to stop eating and you will get the pleasure you wanted and then you will go back to, to eating. So again, it's not about controlling, it's about understanding, it's about catching yourself in the moment and it's about choosing and deciding which track you want to go, knowing that whatever you chose, it's okay. Whatever you chose, be kind to yourself. Is this helpful, Maryam? Yes, I'm so happy. Other questions? I'm here for you. And it's a long, it's, it's a long process. You know, it's not like the first time you're gonna try it. Oh, wow, it, it worked and then I won't use food to lessen my stress again. So it's a process, it's a journey. You need to keep putting input into it. And again, kindness and understanding to what you're passing through. Other questions? Okay, so what's your take on intuitive eating? Beautiful. So yes, intuitive eating is a very uh, beautiful approach to health and wellness, of course. In a way or another, we both, eating psychology and intuitive eating, we incorporate the same elements. But like in intuitive eating, it's more of a principle thing, like principle one, two, three, or what, what do they call it? I think principles. One, two, three, four, five, six, there are 10 principles. And they are great principles. And it is a holistic thing, yes. But the, the different, the extra thing in eating psychology is we also look at the life circumstances. We also look at the past and the trauma maybe you lived that caused you to have this eating challenges. So me as an eating psychology coach, I work with my clients on their own relationships. I work with them if they have passed through a trauma. I work with them to catch the, for example, the toxic beliefs when it comes to eating and all that. So I believe that in uh, eating, in um, intuitive eating, it, it is a beautiful approach, but we add on it in eating psychology, the psychology behind what you eat, how you eat, how much you eat and all that, you know, why am I eating and all that. Okay, very interesting. I never knew they had elements. Yes, go, yes. It, it is very, very uh, powerful and we, we all need it because this is the true path to listen to our intuition, to understand our body and its needs and to work from there, not based on 
what not based on our mind as in what other experts say okay then it's 100% true if it did not work with me then there's something wrong with me so it's all about our own experience with food with eating and all that with uh, movement with exercise with workout any other questions okay so to wrap up eating psychology is a new approach to health and wellness we do not look at the eating or food or body challenge as something we need to get rid of we need to control we need to eliminate we need to fight but we need to understand it we need to learn from it it's our teacher we need to understand why it's here how is it serving us what can we do about it what is it trying to teach us and all that in eating psychology we do not focus on the end result we do not focus on getting rid of emotional eating or dropping uh, 20 kilos or gaining 20 kilos some people would want to gain weight what we do is viewing it as a journey of self-discovery of um, unpacking the the closed boxes of oh my god pain trauma and all that we understand why it is here based on fear based on uh, traumas based on uh, body hate and all that we work on them and then this leads eventually to the outcome that we want if the outcome is what our bodies want again it's not like i want to lose 100 kilos uh, 100 kilos i want to lose 10 kilos okay i will do eating psychology and then i end up eat, uh, losing five kilos oh my god this is all wrong no because what i wanted to reach was based on what my mind wanted because in my mind when I lose the 10 kilos, then I am in my perfect weight because this is how I want to, because I want to fit in the 32 size jeans. So this is based on the conditioning that the societies, the media, the social media and all that have, um, have influenced us with. Uh, in eating psychology, we don't only talk about nutrition. Yes, we talk about micronutrient balance, macro and micronutrient balance, high quality food and all that. But we also talk about how are we eating? Are we present? Are we mindlessly eating? Are we eating what we actually enjoy? And then we also talk about who we are as eaters. Why am I approaching this? Why am I emotionally eating this? Why am I binging and all that? Uh, in eating psychology, we believe that the body, our body is the the intelligence is pure intelligence that will guide us through whatever we are passing through so i hope this was helpful if you have if you guys have any questions please um ask now this is maybe your last chance um helpful and interesting i'm so happy you found value in it you are most welcome thank you so much for being here um Yes, thank you, Farah. Uh, thank you all for being here. And I'm just, I'm so grateful for the Nourishers for providing me with this uh, space to express my passion and all that. So thank you. Thank you so much, Hanin. You were amazing. And that was really informative. I'm sure everyone will work from this with a new thing. Thank you. Yes. And thank you guys for joining. If anyone wants to work with Hanin, you could just visit her profile and the Nourishers website and choose any package you like. Thank you and good night. Thank, Thank you. you. Good night. Bye-bye.